founded the company back in 2013 on a seed round, 500,000 bucks from Kevin Ryan. Sense has raised over $40 million in capital, has really healthy unit economics. She likes to obviously spend one third of lifetime value on CAC. She hit these healthy economics in Series B, Series Cs. That's why she's able to uh, been able to go out and raise this capital. Q4 2016 run rate in terms of G gross merchandise value. That's wedding gifts kind of purchased through Zola platform for couples. It was $120 million. In her words, she is multiplying that many times over, year over year. This is The Top, where I interview entrepreneurs who are number one or number two in their industry in terms of revenue or customer base. You'll learn how much revenue they're making, what their marketing funnel looks like, and how many customers they have. I'm now at $20,000 per talk. Five and six million. He is hell-bent on global domination. We just broke our 100,000 unit soul mark. And I'm your host, Nathan Latka. Many of you listening right now don't have time to listen to every B2B SaaS CEO that I've interviewed. If you want to get access to the database I've created with year-over-year -year growth rates, customer accounts, margins, and many, many other data metrics and data points, you can go to getlatka.com. Here's the thing, though. This that database, I keep it to myself. It's so freaking valuable. And to preserve the quality of the data and make sure that the people that have access to it have a true advantage, I'm only letting 10 companies on each month. So we're full this month, but you can go to getlatka.com to get on the waiting list for next month. And look, there's big people on the waiting list. I mean, the biggest VCs you've ever heard of. You've probably heard of them. They're big, private equity, billions and billions under management. So it's an impressive waiting list. Go get on now at getlatka.com. Hello, everybody. My guest today is Shanlin Ma. She is the CEO and co-founder of a company called Zola. Launched in October 2013, the company's on an, an online wedding registry for millennials. In just three years, it has become the fastest growing wedding registry in the country, seeing 10x revenue growth year over year and 3x growth this year here in 2017. Over 7 million guests have attended a Zola wedding and 350 million in gifts have been added by Zola couples. All right, Shanlin, are you ready to take us to the top? I am ready. 10xing revenue year over year is really impressive if you're going from, you know, 10 million to 100 million, but less impressive if you're going to from a dollar to $10. So give me a general range. How big is the company? Where are you guys at? Um, so the last public revenue figure that we announced was in Q4 last year, uh -huh. um, which was that we had reached 120 million GMV in um, run rate, and we have grown significantly since then. So GMV run rate, you're taking December of 20, or you tell me if this is right, you're taking December of 2016 GMV multiplying by 12. Well, so this was, uh, we kind of looked at the average over Q4 um, and looked at what the GMV runway would be annualized. And, and so that's that's where we were at last year. Okay, well, so let me say it differently just to make sure I'm following you. So you took October's GMV, November's GMV, December's GMV, added, divided by three, then multiplied by 12. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That's great. Okay, now, gross merchandise value. Give us, give us some insight here. What does Zola do and how does GMV relate to what you guys do? So that is just really reflective of what are all the gifts that are being purchased for couples getting married and using Zola as their wedding registry. So it's reflective of how many gifts are couples getting through their Zola wedding registries. And how do you make, I assume you have relationships here and you're making cuts or splits or revenue somehow. How do you make money? 
Um, so we are an e-commerce business in that we have a store on Zola of awesome products and experiences that um, people want to register for and we like any retailer or any e-commerce player um, have a wholesale retail margin and that's how we make money similar to the way any other retailer or e-commerce player would make money it was funny i was just thinking this is like airbnb for weddings and so i'm like i'm on your experience page and the first one for the atlanta experience there's 65 items is a 100 gift card to use on Airbnb. <laughs> yes, yes. So that is actually uh, by popular demand. So a lot of what you see on Zola is really informed by what did our couples add to their registry that they really wanted to register for. And then um, in some instances like Airbnb, we saw, oh, a lot of couples want to add Airbnb to their Zola registries. And we went to Airbnb and said, let's work together. People clearly want to register for your product. And, and and then we were able to um, work with them to put up Airbnb on Zola. Okay, and, and we won't have to get into specific numbers. Obviously, it's confidential. But but on a $100 gift card purchased through you for Airbnb, is just the general model you're just taking a, a flat fee per one of those or a percentage of the gift card total? Uh, it's a mar it's a margin, so percentage. Percentage. Okay, got it. Because I see you have $100, $300, and some others. Now, this is, I'm just going to read some of these real quick. So this is, I'm in, I'm looking at Atlanta experiences. You've got monthly wine club, artifact uprising with a hardcover wedding photo book. You've got blue apron, two personal meal plan on here, wine subscriptions. These are like tons of different companies you've partnered with. Is this literally you going out and just hustling, negotiating the best distribution deals you can with all these different providers? Yeah, so exactly. So in those instances that you just named, which is, I think, Blue Apron, Wink Wine Club, Airbnb, and really all the brands that you see in the different categories from our kitchen brands to furniture to home. Dry bar um, blowout. Yes, yes. Actually, we just launched that. <laughs> and, and so it's... It's one of two things. Either we have seen our couples want those brands, and so we will go to those brands and say, uh, we'd love to work with you to add you to Zola, um, which is in the early days of starting Zola, it was really all that, all outreach. Yep. Um, now we're in a fortunate position where we also do have brands that want to work with us because they see we have a great number of couples registering with us, and it's a way to get in front of couples. And so um, people will reach out to us and say, we'd like to put our products on Zola. So it's in either direction. And how many, just give me a sense of your, of your distribution power here. How many couples have registered with Zola? Yeah, since launch, we've had over 300,000 couples register with Zola. And that was in 2013 was launch? Exactly. And when you say 300,000 couples, if you and I were a couple, does that count as two or one into that 300,000 number? We are one couple. <laughs> we are one couple. That's a good way to start a marriage, right? <laughs> okay, so 300,000 couples sets launch in 2013. And um, obviously, to get a sense of growth, I'll ask this question. You can punt, but we'll see in 2016 how many couples signed up. We do not disclose that. But good try. That's okay. It. Of the 300,000 couples, you said in the bio, uh, the, the the events have been, or the weddings have been attended by 7 million guests. Those are just guests basically going to those weddings, correct? Exactly. Okay, not necessarily. Now, are, are those guests that have bought something for the couple via Zola or just literally headcount at the event? 
it's people at the event. Okay, got it. So not all the 7 million have actually bought from the Zola registry. Okay, got it. How do you get more of that share if you're not at 100% already? How do you get everyone who's at the wedding buying their gifts for the couple through Zola? Yeah. Uh, so there's two things that we are really focused on. So one is um, we, over time, have seen more and more couples have Zola as their only wedding registry. So when we first launched in 2013, what we saw a very typical behavior was that couples could not find a registry where they could register for everything they wanted in the one place. And couples typically you know, want a very broad range of things um, to um, on their registry. So on average, couples were registering at three different places. And that was the behavior for decades. Um, and so, Which were those three places? So, well, for example, couples might say, oh, I want to, perhaps I want to register at Bed Bath & Beyond for some bed and bath stuff. Yep. And then I might want to register at my local... Um, store which has beautiful fine china for that and then I might want to create a honeymoon fund somewhere else and before we launched there was no place that you could do all of those things in the one registry which is really why we launched Zola because we thought it's kind of silly that couples have to do the same thing three times over mm -hmm. it's not that couples all want to say oh I want to go through the registry process three different times just to get everything I want yep. so we created Zola and over time we've seen more and more couples register just on Zola but it's still not at 100% um, so the more that people can register on Zola exclusively the more we see their guests buying from Zola registry. Do you incentivize couples to do that? Like when they first find you do you give them any incentive to say hey like before you go off to Indiegogo to launch your honeymoon fund, consider this product from Zola and do it on us. Uh, so the, the way we try to incentivize that is by um, give, making sure we have everything that they want to register for. So we a lot of the things that we've added have been because we've seen people registering for those things elsewhere, whether it's furniture or... How do you see into that data? I bet you're doing some clever stuff. Well, so we have a feature that lets couples pull in any product from any site ah. into their Zola registry. So similar to the Pinterest pin-up button, we have an add to Zola button that Smart. they can use to, to bring in anything. And so we have a great amount of understanding from that on what do people want that we don't yet have. That's really smart. And then once the volume hits big enough, you go do a volume deal with the player and you launch it yourself. Yeah, you're a exactly. killer you're a well, killer <laughs> we have it lets us go to a partner and say you know we you we should work together and we know we will bring you this amount of business because it's already on our registries yep that's really smart Shana. okay uh take me back to the start so you said you launched it in 2013 uh, i always like asking this question do you remember what first year revenue was Oh, that's really good. No, I do not remember. Was it like <laughs> under 10K or under 100K, under a million? In the first year? Yeah. How low was it? That's a good question. I do not remember. Where was it's... your mental state that first? That's one of the reasons I ask. Did you have, like, did you bootstrap this that first year while you're building product? Like, and if so, where did you have savings? Where did that money come from? Where was your mind at? Um, so we were lucky enough to have um, a seed round of funding and 
that came from um, one of our co-founders and chairman of our board, who is Kevin Ryan. And Kevin, um, we had worked with previously at Guilt Group when we all worked there. And Kevin is the founder of Guilt as well as the founder of many other startups like uh, Mongo and Business Insider. And what was that seed round? Total of 500,000. Okay, got it. And that was, I imagine, just a convertible note. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then fast forward to today, have you raised additional capital or have you been able to bootstrap? We have raised additional capital. So over the last four years since launching, I, we've raised over 40 million in VC funding. And why did you strategically make the, re- the kind of the decision to do that? Was it very clear, like you knew exactly how to spend a dollar to make a dollar 20? Yeah, exactly. So the life of our last four years is actually very similar to the life cycle of a startup in that, um, so the first uh, really six months, it's you're in the seed stage, you're really trying to build the product, build the forming team. And so we did that and we then launched. And then that kind of series A phase is proving and trying to find product market fit. And we we did that over the next one to 12 to 18 months. Um, we're really making sure, do people actually want to use the product? Where is it falling over? Where is it doing really well? How can we improve the product? And once we felt we had a good amount of evidence that we had product market fit. We then raised the Series B and were able to show early unit economics during that Series B, then use the Series B funds to improve even further on kind of getting uh, unit economics to a point where we could feel comfortable accelerating in marketing. And that was um, a big reason why we um, uh, did a Series C round last year and have been really focused on marketing, increasing awareness now that we know we have product market fit and we have strong unit economics. What do you, last month, just so I get a sense of your spending volume here, what did you spend just on paid ads? Um, we don't share that publicly. More um, more, more or less than a, a 100000 bucks. More. Okay, got it. All right. And then take me back to unit economics. We have a lot of marketplace listeners. They're building their own marketplaces in different industries. Obviously, you know all the problems, chicken and egg, blah, blah, blah. What You talked about unit economics for Series B. What kind of unit economics should those listeners be optimizing for to go out and raise a competitive, less dilutive Series B? Mm-hmm. So the, the hot um, KPI that a lot of investors look for is the LTV to CAC ratio. Do you want me to explain that? Yeah, go ahead. Okay. So LTV stands for lifetime value, which is how much can you expect to earn from every customer or couple that you acquire through paid marketing. And CAC, C-A-C, stands for customer acquisition cost, which is how much did you pay in marketing to acquire that incremental customer. Um, so it should be at, you know, you should not be losing money. <laughs> so if if you're losing money, that's It's a when shame you have to say that because <laughs> so many people are happy to lose money. It's a shame you have to say you should not be losing money if you're building a business. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. So when you're, when you are 
paying more to acquire a customer than you're getting back from that customer. It's less than one. Yeah. <laughs> um, so it should most definitely not be less than one. But what a lot of investors look for is um, close to three. Yep. So what are you willing to spend to acquire a new couple? We are targeting right now to be at a three. Okay, at, at a three. But like, I mean, is that three thousand dollars or three hundred dollars or ten thousand dollars? What's the general range of what that actual number is? You mean cost per couple or cost per customer? Yeah, your cost to acquire that customer. Yeah. So, so actually, the um, or do you consider the, the customer the buyer? The single answer because <laughs> it depends on. Uh, the channel and the the historical data that we've seen that channel perform. Um, so the some channels we know are really valuable at, um, ha at and have a history of providing really great um, L high LTV customers, and then other channels are lower. And so on the high value channels, that's where you know we are willing to spend more to get to that three. Other channels, we spend much less to get to the three. Um, some of the best marketers I know are essentially portfolio managers in how they think about their spend and that they're allocating across a wide range of marketing investments to get to the overall outcome. A lot of uh, lifetime value, especially with a lot of the SaaS founders I have come on, obviously they tie it back to churn and retention and net revenue expansion year over year. And there's typically 48, 50, 60 month life cycles multiplied by an ACV for them to get that lifetime value. For you, unless you can figure out a way to get couples to divorce every year and then remarry, uh, it, that, <laughs> that initial average cart value is really, really critical. I imagine like 90% of your LTV comes in that first, you know, whatever, that first marriage. Is that the case? And if so, how do you create more lifetime value over time for that couple? Yeah, so we, uh, we are not trying to create more lifetime value because... Um, we are in the, the, the business of creating a great wedding registry experience. <laughs> and in the U.S., uh, the average amount that a couple receives through their wedding registry um, on average is about 4000 or slightly over $4,000. So if you think of that registry and you can um, think of that academically as the LTV, that is already a great place to be. Um, most e-commerce companies would love to be at that place. Yep. So for us, we don't have the problem of having to try to figure out how to push up LTV. Our challenge then becomes, how do we get couples who are newly engaged to know that Zola even exists as their wedding registry? And if they know that we exist and they check us out, they likely use us. So then it comes, you know, comes down to um, knowing that we exist at that point in time of their life, which is the, the trick. Yep. Now, if wholesale margins, which you talked about earlier, kind of average in that 20% range on a $4,000 kind of GMV for one customer on that on that first wedding, I mean, that's basically 800 bucks going to you. Is what you're saying, going back to your LTV to CAC ratio, that you want to basically spend less than, you know, 250 bucks on that $800 customer? Or do you equate the LTV back to the $4,000 in GMV? No, we we consider we want to spend less than two fifty. Got it. Yeah. So you're tying that LTV for you. You're not tying to gross GMV. You're tying it to the the percentage that you keep. 
Correct. Got Which it. is again very important because if we didn't, we would be losing. You'd be losing money. a lot. You'd be losing a lot of money. <laughs> yeah. You'd be sending twelve hundred bucks tied to GMV uh, on an eight hundred dollar customer, right? Okay. Good stuff. That makes a lot of sense. Um, what's next for you guys? So, like, if I mean, it, it, the business obviously growing. It's it's a marketplace. Uh, you're having success. You have inbound coming to you. How many? By the way, how many SKUs are on the platform now? How many different product offerings? We have over fifty thousand. Oh my gosh, that's unbelievable. But you hold no inventory. Correct. <laughs> That's a beautiful. We hold a very small amount, so it's it's based practically close to zero. Interesting. Um, so, what's next for you guys? I mean, wh where do you go from here? Do you just keep trying to get more people that are that are getting married to use your platform, or do you invent other products like that for babies? Because after someone gets married, then they go pop out babies. <laughs> I mean, usually, I guess. <laughs> Uh, so we just launched a new product recently, a few months ago, and it, that is called Zola Weddings. And what Zola Weddings is, is um, an ability to help more couples with more of their wedding planning beyond just registry. So we launched with Zola Weddings, a free wedding website builder, a checklist to help couples manage all the to-dos of their wedding planning and a guest list manager to manage their guest list and their RSVPs. So that is step one. And I think the overarching vision of why we did that was to help couples from the day they get engaged through their first year of marriage in that life cycle, that kind of phase of transitioning from singlehood to married. And we'll just continue to do more and more of that. We will help couples plan more and more of their wedding. And we know if we do that, we will be top of mind for them. And they will register with Zola. There you go. Good stuff. Last question here before we wrap up with the famous five. It's the holiday party at Zola. Just fast forward to December 2017. You're toasting champagne. Everyone's happy because you hit X GMV target. What is the GMV target? <laughs> What's the stretch goal? The one that gets you really excited? Yeah. So um, we, our goal is to multiply many times over each year. So I'm not going to tell you what the multiple goal is, except to tell you we are multiplying. <laughs> you said in your bio, you, you, you were, it's 3X. I mean, can we just take the $120 million in, in, in GMV kind of Q4 run rate 2016 and multiply that by three? Whatever you want. <laughs> She's good, guys. I'm hitting her hard. She's she, This smile is just disarming me. I don't know what to do. All right, guys, I have to let you in on a little secret. Those of you that spend a lot of time on Instagram or following very wealthy people and you see them take that beautiful picture walking up onto the jet, you know, with their leather suitcase and their with their expensive baggage and everything, they don't actually own the jet. They do something much smarter. They've signed up for a service called Jet Smarter, which is a mobile app that is doing some very interesting things in the private area. Air travel industry now I love jet smarter it allows me to get anywhere I want on a jet very quickly via their mobile app but more importantly you sit down and you know 2e right there's only six seats on the whole flight but you sit down in 2e and the person right right next to you right is the CEO of some of the big software company and you get deals done you become friends it's an unbelievable community so to get started today download the jet smarter app and use code latka l-a-t-k-a to become part of the world's largest members only only private aviation community and discover really a smarter way to fly. Hopefully I see you on my next charter. All right, Shannon, let's wrap up here with the famous five. Number one, what's your favorite business book? How to Create Products Customers Love by Marty Kagan. Love that. Number two, is there a CEO you're following or studying right now? 
Always Sheryl Sandberg. Number three, is there a favorite online tool you have, like Acuity Scheduling? Um, Headspace. The Headspace app. It's a great app. Number four, how many hours of sleep do you get every night? Oh, this is embarrassing because I love to sleep. So eight. Why is that embarrassing? I get like a nine or ten. Uh, because it, it's a it's a very generous amount of sleep. Yeah, but look how great we look. Why do you think yeah. we look so beautiful, right? It's sleep. <laughs> All right, Shinlin. Uh, and what's your current situation? Married, single? Do you have kiddos? Single. Si- I was gonna say, do I hit her hard if she's single as the founder of Zola, or is that like a good thing because she's a potential future customer? I don't. I can come up with an exactly. answer. <laughs> exactly. All right, single, uh, no kiddos. And do you mind me asking how old you are? I just turned 40. Oh my gosh, amazing. Okay, last question. Take us back 20 years. What do you wish your 20-year-old self knew? Uh, that stressing out about things does not make them better. <laughs> there you guys have it. She's tough. Shanlin, founder of Zola. Do not stress out. It does not help. Founded the company back in 2013 on a seed round, 500000 bucks from Kevin Ryan. Since has raised over $40 million in capital, has really healthy unit economics. She likes to obviously spend one third of lifetime value on CAC. She hit these healthy economics in Series B, Series Cs. That's why she's able to uh, been able to go out and raise this capital. Q4 2016 run rate in terms of G- gross merchandise value. That's wedding gifts kind of purchased through Zola Plus platform for couples it was 120 million dollars in her words she is multiplying that many times over year over year shanlin we're rooting for you thank you for taking us to the top thank you